Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everybody? It is a great time to be able to be in the studio today. Today we have a real treat. Have a trio, the trio. Yeah, it's like a handicap match. Is it a handicap match? Like in what wrestling? What are you talking about? Like it's like. Oh, I you thought know. you were saying we we're like coming in here in wheelchairs and <laughs> no, crutches. No. I was like, it ain't that kind. Of, I was actually thinking three musketeers. Oh yeah, yeah, the three Stooges maybe. Oh that's yeah, right, that's probably closer. Well, we're not. Well, we're gonna be wrestling uh, or not wrestling. You're right. Wrestling. Three musketeers. Yeah, uh, let's know, do I'm, that. I'm, all for one, one for all. Can I get a redo? I feel uh, like I, you want to redo. Yeah, can we redo no, this? No, no, I feel we're totally like, going to keep that. that yeah, I know. A great intro. Here I am, like there was a handicap match. Everybody's and he's like, excited. Huh? I'm like, wait, Three what? Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like uh, Trenton's uh, analogy better than mine. Uh, so. okay. I think I was just thinking about candy. Um, uh, he, he might have been hungry. <laughs> you don't even need, eat candy. He needs okay. a snack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he needs that. Uh, Was that the brain food? The food for thought? Yeah. I just thought you eat air. I didn't. Yeah. I've never seen you really eat anything. Kind of sucks. Well, it it's, like, it's packaged. <laughs> Condense, <laughs> what's the problem? Everything I eat, he's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> well, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right, so today, want to get into uh, being led by the Holy Spirit, what that looks like. We know that in Romans eight fourteen it says that those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, and that is the universal usage of the word sons, which means sons and daughters, you know, not that the Bible's sexist. Because so if you're looking at that and you're like, ah, but I'm a female, I can't be a son of God. You're a daughter of God. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's That's just how it was written. All right. <laughs> um, but what does that mean to be led by the spirit, right? So we know that one of the identifying, uh, features of being a son or daughter of God's mm-hmm. is that you are led by the spirit, right? Yeah. Being led by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, um, that can look like a variety of different things. What do y'all, what do you, what's y'all's take on that being led by the spirit? Well, being, well, the best thing about it is, is being led by the spirit. It's not, there's not a script to follow. Okay, it's like a it's yeah. like an internal uh, quickening. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And right. the 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 more you listen to it, uh, the louder it becomes. Mm-hmm. And the, it's like uh, working out. Like yeah. you you keep you keep using your forearms. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, yeah, you're you, a lot stronger. You're a lot you're, stronger. You built that so. muscle up. Yeah, yeah, and it, that's unique that you use the analogy of the voice too, because mm-hmm. like you know, if there was someone that yelled in a crowd, you you know, you might not be so keen to that voice if you're not familiar with it. But the mm-hmm. more familiar it is, like if you yelled in a crowd, I would know, hey, that's my brother, right? Uh, absolutely. Because we've yeah. spent time together, and I know your voice. And in the same way it is with the Holy Spirit, and we all have a lot of different voices, right? We have our own mind, our own emotions. Mm-hmm. We have the enemy that's trying to, to speak to us and maybe even play on our, our mind and our emotions. And then we have this, we have the Spirit that speaks to us. So what do you think there, Sir Trenton? I I agree, sir. I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said. Um, <laughs> you pulled and, out some Texas right there. Yeah, well, because Josh, Josh just on. reminded me of how I was obedient to the Holy Spirit when I left Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just pulling out that draw, you know? Yeah. He pulled it out of me. Sometimes you got to. You got to reach, <laughs> reach right back, you know? Sometimes the Spirit will ask you to do something that you're not really uh, ready to do or even right. comfortable doing, but... When you know it's your, when you know it's the voice, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you gotta, you just gotta go, you know. And I, I think that is very important uh, for those that are listening. Might not know the full story on on Trenton, but he was in Texas, and the the Holy Spirit told him to come out here, and now he's in Marietta, Ohio, and it's like. Man, that's, I mean, that's quite a journey, quite a trip, and um, the Lord's been really showing you a lot of things moving forward in that, but you had to take that first step, surrender to Him, and be like, all right, Holy Spirit's telling me to go, I gotta go. Well, it's a lot more to His background than what you've alluded to. Yeah. He came down here, no job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, there was no prospects. Right. Except just... Well, and see, that's what we try to do, right? Holy Spirit tells you something, now I have to take my three-pound brain and figure it out. And God's sitting there laughing. He's like, oh, the humans, trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. funny. I'm a multidimensional yeah. God. <laughs> yep. I'm, my ways are higher than their ways. I've told them over and over and over again. They know that. What's going on? Yeah, but, it's, you, but you know, it's it's refreshing to know somebody like that, though. Like, like Trent's just like, hey, here I am. Yeah. I'm from Texas, yeah. and um, I'm, I'm here to do whatever God needs me to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I find when you position your heart uh, towards the Lord in that manner, He will use you, one hundred percent. He's like, He's like, yeah. Look, why would why wouldn't God want to operate and work through people like that that are willing to surrender it? And that's one of the things, right? So if we are believers in the body of Christ and we have the Holy Spirit that's in us, we're transformed, we're a new creation in Christ, and we are supposed to be dead to our old self and our old ways and alive in Christ then why is it such a sacrifice to be obedient to the Holy Spirit? Shouldn't be, right? In theory, but we still have flesh. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> especially if you know that the Holy Spirit's <laughs> leading you into something that's going to be for your benefit, yeah, your ultimate benefit. It's, it may not be fun right. uh, during the process of it, but you know that if God's leading you to do it, then mm-hmm. that's the best. It's ultimately going to be eternally worth it. Yeah. You and know. this is just the beginning. We don't know. This this be truth. Yeah. Like you, you saw the beginning of the road. You don't know the end, do you? No. I mean, if you wait until you're absolutely ready to to make your first step, then you're not really leaning yeah. on God. No, that's true. No, yeah. Now you've just made a giant uh, extravagant plan, and you're like, this is my plan, and God laughs, and he's like, okay, so will you just take that first step? Now this is why your plan don't work. <laughs> so don't do that. Just... You know, rely on me one step at a time. Um, I do want to read out of Mark chapter 1. We want to go over the uh, baptism of Jesus uh, in Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 9 and then going into uh, verse 13. You want to read that, Trent? Okay. Mark 1, 9. Mark 1, 9 to 13. So, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came out of the heavens, You are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. Immediately the spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness forty days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts and the angels were ministering to him. So there's a couple of things that I, I'd like to point out here. Mm-hmm. Um, one, we see yeah. here that there is the baptism of Jesus. This is recorded. Um, and the, the Holy Spirit uh, comes upon uh, Jesus, but we see that the, uh, the voice came out of the heavens, and it says that, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. 
and we see that this is the you know this is the announcement right of the heavenly father to the son and he has received his his identity his beloved identity he has received that beloved identity and then immediately what happens is that the holy spirit compels him or drove him into the wilderness to be tempted and i think that this is a this is going to be huge for those that are listening you know you might be sitting there and you might be praying seeking the holy spirit and praying, saying, God, what's the what's the next steps for me? What's the next directions that you want me to go into? What what does that look like? And then he begins to tell you, and it looks like the wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. like, hey, you gotta take this step. What is the wilderness? The wilderness is a place of unknowns. It's a place of dangers. It's mm-hmm. a place that's not familiar to you, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not his backyard. So it is, it, and it's got wild beasts in it. There's a lot of uh, difficulties, and we know that Satan is there tempting him. So, you know, it's like, well, the Holy Spirit, if he tells me to go do something, you know, a little fat baby angel is going to hit me with an arrow, and then, or the clouds are going to open up, and it says, this is the Lord God. You have to go and do this, this, and this, and this. Now, he might say, hey, you get that encounter, you get that word, you get that, uh, that divine appointment, and then, boom, he sends you into the wilderness. Well, you know, uh, we, as human beings, try to understand a thing. And if right. we don't understand it, we tell God we don't understand it. And yep. God's right. looking down on us and like, hey, listen, you yeah. don't got to understand you it. You ain't I got do. to. Yeah. I've already, I've already mapped <laughs> this out. He's like, yeah, like, I understand you don't understand. I'm, I'm God. Like, if, you, if you're obedient right. and you do this thing, yeah. you will get more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, get, you'll see the bigger picture. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think before he went to the wilderness that that uh, God told him, "Hey, listen, uh, you're going to be ministered to by angels." Nope. Right. He that was just not, sent out to the wilderness. Just yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He already told him, "Hey, yeah, you're my beloved son." That's it. You, you know what and, I mean? And he's well pleased. I yeah. mean, man, that's you all know, you need. think about that. It's like think about too the fire that happens in the uh, that's in the the person that gets converted. Say they've you know have the had this rough life in the back in, in, b- before they were addicted to something whatever it was the Lord radically changes them there is a fire and a tenacity they receive their identity and they go out and then immediately they are met with difficulty adversity you know waves end up hitting them and they're like I don't know and then that's that period too that they're like well did I really get saved I don't know what happened this that and the other and the enemy's trying to what tempt them mm-hmm. and get them into that place of deception. And so that's the wilderness. Yeah, absolutely. When I first got saved, I was blessed and fortunate to have had been surrounded by Christians who forewarned me. Yeah. Um, as soon as you say yes mm-hmm. to the call of God, you're going to come under attack, and you're going to see that everything's going to start collapsing, everything around you. Uh, I absolutely love that. You know, because if you know that going in, then when it happens, it doesn't take you by surprise. But if it doesn't happen, you're like, okay, well, praise the Lord. You know what I mean? That's way better than, yep. hey, if you say this prayer, you're gonna, you never have another bad day in your life. God's gonna make you a billionaire tomorrow. Like I'm like, what are you talking about? No, they s- specifically told me, yeah, when you say yes to the Lord, it's gonna you, be hard. what you're doing is signing up to put a uh, target on your back. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No. Seriously. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're you're now playing for the other team. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to be met with adversity, for sure. And, and you know, for the people listening out there, I just want to preface this. When all you see are do- doors closing, mm-hmm. that's when you should pray to see doors opening. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. just, I was just talking to my wife about this last week. 
Uh, you know, when we walk through our house, right? At like, let's say we get out of our bedroom, mm-hmm. we shut the door. Yeah. We don't open another door until the other one is shut. Right. We just don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, unless you're uh, peculiar and you just want to yeah. open all your doors. You're just OCD. And you don't <laughs> shut them. Yeah. You know, you're just like, I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care what the electric looks like right. this month. You yeah. know what I mean? So, right. yeah. And, you know, and, and, and then if they are shut or all the doors are around you that are shut, you need to pray and seek the Holy Spirit and say, which ones do I need to kick down? Which ones? Because there, there is a time and a season for everything. There, there is, is a time and a season for knocking, for seeking, for asking, mm-hmm. uh, for kicking things down, for shutting things, for removing things, severing things, and pruning things. Absolutely. It's yeah. like, man, we see that through Scripture all over. And here we have Jesus, the Son of God, he it gets announced who he is, and then he is sent into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Holy Spirit sent him in there. And I think that that concept is so contrary to the life of a believer because we've been taught a lot of bad teaching, really, uh, from di- different ministries of, of them saying, hey, you know, yeah, just give it all to Jesus. It's going to be worth it. Yes, it is going to be worth it, but it is going to be hard. It will require you to die and be remade. You will be, have to be a new creation. You have to give up those that old way. you got to crucify the flesh. you got to deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow him. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What you just said uh, reminded me of a scripture. If I can just read it here real quick. It's from Acts 21, verses 10, all the way to 14. Mm-hmm. So this is when Paul had left Miletus. He was on his way to Jerusalem. Right. And mm-hmm. it said that uh, as... We were staying there for some days. A prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and coming us uh, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt around his feet and his hands, and he said, "This is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles." Anyway, they went on to like try to beg him and plead him not to go because they knew that he was coming into hardships, and Paul was like. Why are you crying? Like, the Holy Spirit has already informed me of the hardships that's coming my way, and I'm called to be obedient. He's like, this isn't anything new. He's like, you know, I absolutely love that. You know you can tell a mature believer when they can take a corrective word, and they're like, that's from the Lord. Like, oh, yeah, yep, I need to, (laughs) you know what I mean? And Paul did that. He took that correction like a champ. He's like, yep. And I believe that that prophetic word wasn't the first time he ever heard it. No, no, I think he already heard it in prayer, yeah. and it was a confirmation. Confirmation. And he's like, why yeah. are you guys sad for me? <laughs> you know? He's like, you're about to see what it what it ends up being like through it, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, and that whole thing of, oh, well, all prophecies have to be just, you know, rainbows and daisies. It's like, uh, you don't see that very often in Scripture. Okay. That doesn't happen. When you when there is a corrective prophetic word, mm-hmm. there is a you know uh, a crossroads, and it says, "Hey, if you do this, then this will happen. If you do this, then this will happen." But ultimately, it how do I mean? And we know the full story, right? So Paul ends up going, and uh, he ends up in Malta, converting a whole island. I mean, <laughs> it's like, dude, that that was divine appointment. It gave him the opportunity to write a lot of the epistles, and spread the gospel even more than what it was beforehand. Yeah, and sure, he ended up ultimately in Jerusalem being persecuted and imprisoned and everything. But So the world would say that uh, your journey is not a success Mm -hmm. because it ended up that way. But 
it's in the great reversal of the way the the Lord works. Right. Like success yeah. is not based on results. Success mm-hmm. is based on your obedience to what yeah. God told you to do. Right. So although he didn't look successful, but all the good that came out of it was God's sovereign plan and that was success. Well, I think it is a, a matter of perspective. Yeah. Do you think before Paul died he thought about the fact he couldn't see or you thought about the legacy that I have left right. as a Christian, mm-hmm. yeah. fulfilling the call mm-hmm. that was set upon me. And I just want to preface this. I think I think when you get uh, correction, yeah. uh, being a mature believer, mm-hmm. I believe there's something called confirmation. Right. I, I yeah. absolutely agree. I do believe he was told multiple times. Yeah. So he's like, this does he's like, fit yep. with my spirit. Yeah, why, why am I going to fight against it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, be like, I will take it to the Lord. I will inquire of the Lord and and uh, and move on in, in that direction, right? But in, you know, and I find that funny too, because like if we had modern day Christians mm-hmm. observing Paul's ministry, they would ultimately say he was out of the will of God because he was killed. And I'm like, all of the founding fathers, like all of the early church fathers were martyred, man. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> like. No. They were successful, and they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you know you're going to be murdered nowadays, right? But it does. Yeah. But but the hardships are different, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Well, absolutely. And I think that, and it all goes back to having that relationship with the Holy Spirit. That you say, "Hey, whatever it looks like, whatever I'm, it I'm looks not like. my own. I am bought and paid for by a price. It is the blood of Christ, and I am no longer live for me, but Christ in me. Mm-hmm. So whatever He says, that's what I'm going to do." Right. Absolutely. And, and having that relationship to be able to discern it. And that's what's important, because when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and it leads you into a wilderness, you're not in the middle of the wilderness crying, snot bubbling and falling apart like a two dollar watch because, you know, you're supposed to be there and you heard from the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be easy. No. Yeah. But then all. sometimes the Holy Spirit leads you into something and there is an ease in it. And it's super easy. You know, so I think, too, like. Uh, like you said in the beginning, Josh, you know it's not it's not scripted. No, so it's not. Y- it is it is it is hard to say what it is, but you have to know the voice of the Holy Spirit that's leading you to be like, yes, this is a season the Holy Spirit led me here. This is going to be of great difficulty, challenge, persecution. Uh, you know, whatever that looks like. The early church got that man. They were like, praise the Lord, we've seen a thousand people come into the church. Uh, woo, you know, praise the Lord, we're getting beat for Jesus, woo, you know, I don't know very many people that would be praising the Lord for that, they'd be like, oh, I missed it somewhere, God's hand of protection ain't over me, if I just prayed another 10 hours, I, I think I might have not have got flogged, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm that's probably serious. true, because you wouldn't have been out there doing what you're supposed to be Oh, doing. that's true, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, because you're too busy sitting in there, and God's like, I really wish you'd just go do what I told you to do, but I'm going to get flogged. Yeah, all right. I agree, but we don't know. I don't know. Maybe guys back then could take a beat. I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh was like, I mean, we used to grow up punching each other. I know, but what, whole I'm, different what, generation I, what now. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, like, maybe, like, in their culture, maybe they were when they a were, harder generation. <laughs> Maybe everybody got beat. I'm yeah. just saying, like whether you whether you were Christian or not, everybody takes a beating. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> That's just the cultural norm. Yeah. Hey, have you been beat today? All right, we need to fix. Yeah, that. we don't. We, but what I'm saying is, is like uh, they put more emphasis on m- more things than just money. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like being mm-hmm. a being a, a religious teacher was was a badge of honor. 
Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, dying for what you actually believed in integrity. Right. Yeah. Like that was that was something. That was huge. It was huge. And it would pass on for for legacy, legacy. generations. Absolutely. And, yeah. You yeah. know, and it would go down through through the ages. You talk about differences between hardships now and hardships then. Uh, half the kids uh, don't have internet, and they're like, "Oh my God, How he has forsaken live? me." Lord, where are you? <laughs> you, you, you I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. There's no Wi-Fi out here, and, and we're talking and we're talking on a on a digital device right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking, we're we're podcasting it's it up, we're TikToking it. But but you know what I mean? <laughs> People would yeah. lose their minds if they didn't have internet, right? Or or you know they had to walk somewhere. And yeah. yes, I'm saying this. Being yep. me, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, being you, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- people had to live for purpose because they really couldn't be confined in their comfort, really, right? Yeah, you had to be a hard person just uh, in general, just to live in the environment that it was. I mean, think about first century Israel, you know, that I mean, that would have you would have had to have had some grit about you. Well, we're also talking about a time, fellas, to where you could have gotten stoned. For whatever you said, yeah. So you had to believe it, because it could have been your last. You yes. know, you know what I mean. So I just think about the differences between then and now. Yeah, and that's true. And but you know, one thing that is consistent. What? That the Holy Spirit is still the same, and still will flow through an individual and lead them and guide them. And what our wilderness will look like will be different than what it was for Jesus. Absolutely. So, like, as we're talking about this, you know, the Holy Spirit may or may not come upon you and be like, you need to go into the woods, you know, but uh, it may be, all right, you got to go to this job. This is the job that the Holy Spirit's leading you into, and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I don't want to take that. I don't want to do that. But in doing that, you see a divine appointment, divine opportunity in the middle of it to be like, you Mm -hmm. know what? I'm going to be be faithful Mm -hmm. in this season, in this situation, and I'm going to speak life. Yeah. And it could look like a job with less money. Yeah. You're like, I would never work or, for anything. Or under your that. skill level. Under your skill level. Yes. You know? I mean, you could be like, I'm way more valuable to do this job, but the Lord sent me here to do it. Mm-hmm. How do you act in that? Do you act like you're too good for that job, or do you do it with excellence as unto the Lord? You know I, what I mean? I'll tell you, for most people out there listening, if you feel like you have a thought that you're supposed to take another job that is less viable than something else you would take, and somebody comes up to you and says something similar to that, mm-hmm. you better take heed. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's something to that. Do you know what I mean? I do, personally. And I can <laughs> encourage the listeners. Yeah. So when I was called to go into uh, Bible college and seminary, Holy Spirit specifically told me I'm going to have to step down because I was doing property management. Mm-hmm. Um, and take a job as a groundskeeper picking up poop and t- picking up all the trash yeah. and doing all the stuff, battling with the wasp nests and, like, you know, all the stuff that, like, was beneath you. Right, yeah. And okay. I heard as clear as day that I needed to do that, so I did that. It was both a pay cut and the job was harder. Yeah, um, okay. But it gave me more time uh, to be able to do the study and stuff on the weekends. Yeah. So it, it, it wow. even worked out for you in that situation, but you would not have naturally, with your own mind, chosen that job or that position. No. Yeah. So ultimately, because this is, you know, this podcast is supposed to be practical application. So yeah. explain to me and to the listeners how you decided to do that. 
Because it, like you said, it went against all all proper thought. Well, because I knew that I was called to go to the Bible College and Seminary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I had already signed up, and I was already starting my classes. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this job I was in right now was preventing me from doing what I knew I was called to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I somebody see. asked me uh, from a divine appointment if I wanted to take this yeah. instead. And they were like, it would free you up with this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's it. It just clicked in my spirit. And I was like, I knew yeah. it. So you, you could feel it. You're like, that's a right thing, though my head is against it. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be, I'm going to be eating like bread for lunch and dinner every day. Yeah. Because this job pays nothing. Right. <laughs> and there's a season for that, right? Yeah. And out of that, out of your obedience in that, the Lord will continue to say, all right. And, it, and it's not just one thing. And I think that that's something that's important too. It's not like there's just one thing that the Holy Spirit will lead you into. It's a lifelong learning it is lifelong learning with the holy spirit right because after that i mean i'm sure you've heard the voice of the lord multiple times since then and he directs you from here to there to here to there to there to here and to different things different relationships and and different opportunities like that and and they've all been difficult so so (laughs) you're like it's all been hard but hindsight being what it is though you're you're blessed that you did that right oh yeah i don't regret making one right choice mm-hmm. through uh, being obedient to the Holy Spirit. I see what right. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like that when I was called to leave Hollywood. It was like that with leaving California when I left California to go to Georgia. Yeah. It was, it's just been, you know, one right after another. But again, when you know the voice yes. and you know what it's telling you to do, yeah, that's you're so like, good. I know. Yeah. Because of all these uh, uh, past things that have happened that have, that you've, that you've seen, uh, the end of the road, right, so to speak, like y- y- you you accomplished those missions. It was easier for you to be like, oh, drive from Texas to uh, Marietta, Ohio? Absolutely, we'll do that. I know the voice. I know I, yeah. my, It does say in the Bible, you know, my sheep know my voice. Be like, I know that's a God thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, and everybody told me I was crazy to do it because <laughs> I had a job that gave me a lot of money yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. And I had no reason to leave. Right. Yeah. So the world will tell you one thing, but if you know what the Holy Spirit's telling you, yeah, you better you better do that one. <laughs> well, what's really cool about that is that all of those things were in in a type and shadow of a wilderness, right? Like even that job that the that the Holy Spirit led you into, that was a wilderness. There was a lot of unknowns. It's like, man, this is not only going to be. Uh, you knew that it was going to be less money, but it came with its own set of difficulties and challenges. And but it also freed you up in that time. And it was it was in that wilderness moment what that you were being molded and shaped. And it was a learning um, for you to hear the voice of the Lord, but also to grow in your in your Christian walk and mature. Oh, absolutely. He in essence, yeah. It, I'm sorry. He in essence developed Christian skills. Yeah. Building the wilderness them and continued to build them. Continued to build them in the wilderness. I am convinced that the wilderness is the place to to really advance and grow in the spirit and through spiritual maturity. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean that's going to be your learning lesson because what would have been like if yeah. you denied that? Well, well you wouldn't have because went to I did. Yeah. I, I also failed the missions a couple times as well. Yeah. Because I decided to remain in my comfort zone instead. Mm. All right. So you you you've been. You've seen either. I've done you've both. Seen, yeah, you've seen both <laughs> in your adult life, right? Yeah. Well, okay. and that encourages you to to hit hit the mark. You know what I mean? Because you're like, I I tried it in my own way, 
and I've seen how that's not been successful. And then I've seen going into the wilderness, though it's met with difficulty, though there's adversity, it will be worth it in the end. Yeah. So when I was telling you the glorious story about me being obedient for the going into Bible college and mm-hmm. seminary, that was the second time. Really? So the first time is when God asked me to leave California, I would go to Georgia. For some reason, I was obedient and courageous enough to do that. But when I got there, God specifically called me to go into Bible college seminary at that time. Yeah. And then I got scared and I was full of doubt and I was in a comfort zone and I said, no. Mm-hmm. And then my life fell apart. <laughs> yeah. And that's Interesting true. How that happens. No, I mean, really, honestly, I find that those those stories to me are ones of encouragement because it's like, listen, you know, you're not perfect. If they would look at your autobiography, it'd be like, yeah, you see where I hit it here? Yeah, I also fell here. Uh, yeah. and, and I learned a lot of, yeah, a lot of bumps and bruises there. And that hurt me more trying to do my own thing my own way. But then when you yield to the Holy Spirit and you say, all right, where am I going? The wilderness? Let, bring it on. Let's yeah. go. So when I'm telling you to listen to the to <laughs> yeah. the Holy Spirit, it's not because I'm like, I'm so glorious and I'm doing it. It's because, yeah. no, I can tell you that it, it hurts when you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are ramifications. Well, and think about it, right? So in in every decision that you make, especially one of going into the wilderness, you could deny the opportunity to go and it significantly hurt your growth, right? How many believers do you know that it's like, oh, the the Lord asked them to go here, and they were like, no, nah, I can't do that, or it's, do yeah. this, and they were like, no, nah, I can't do that, and and they're stuck there. That is a It is a Christian stuck point, is they're stuck in that moment. You know, often we counsel uh, ministers, and they'll <laughs> say, I yeah. haven't heard the voice of the Lord in, <clears throat> in so long, and we'll, uh, la- the thing we'll ask them is we'll say, well, what was the last thing he told you? Oh, he told me to do this. Well, go do it. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> well, go do that. Is it, is it that simple? Well, you had to, right? You, that, your opportunity is like, hey, you needed to go to seminary. There is a, a specific reason why he wanted you to do that. Yeah, yeah. well, because I still had a lot of growth to right. do, mm-hmm. and I'm a slow learner. So. Yeah. Well, you know what I like about Trent's story is like mm-hmm. not only is he talking about you know successes and failures, but he's also talking about the redemption part. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you weren't like a, a, a sorry, sad person that you're just like, woe is me. You're like, I'm going to hit the next one. That's right. If you miss the mark, hit yep. the next hit one. The, yeah. Just like you're you like, go, bring it back around here. I'm going to get it. Yeah. Just like when you were trained to be a sniper, right? Yeah. You missed, you missed, you missed some shots, right? Training, Absolutely. Yeah. But you did miss it when it counts, though, nope. right? Yeah. I'm going to re-engage. It, when it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got more bullets. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And we've got more time. We've got more opportunities and we can, and we can repent. And we can ask the Holy Spirit, bring those on. Dust your feet and don't That's look right. behind you. Be like, right. I, I remember then. I won't. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you fail something and you know you missed it. Just mm-hmm. like the first time you were like, no, I'm not going to do it. I bet you the second time you're like, God, whatever it is. Yeah, you're like, uh, oh, yeah. I got this. Whatever it is. Oh, less money? I'll do that, God. Uh, harder work? Got it. We'll do that. I won't miss it again. You know what I mean? The the resolve is is tremendous. Yeah, you I mean, it's like I mean? Jonah. Yeah. You're like, well, that sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I've been I've been avoiding this whole podcast saying it sucked, and he's like, well, it sucked. What well, since you said it? All right. Embrace the suck. Yeah, oh. <laughs> fair enough. We all said it. So. <laughs> 
Hey, that that's kind of the motto of a of a good hardcore believer, though. Really. Oh yeah. I mean, because if you're like, hey, only be a Christian when it's easy, uh, you're not gonna make it. I'm sorry. You that's, know what? That's not what the Bible says. That T-shirt never sold any. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a Christian when it's easy. Yeah, be a Christian okay. when it's easy. Please let me know when that is, because yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's totally worth it. And you know, and that's the thing. I think that when you when you when you do something that's of tremendous value, mm-hmm. it's because it required something to be forged or made. It took a time. It took a process. It took something that someone else was not willing to step in or do. If being a hardcore Christian believer was easy, everybody would do it. So we see the reverse of that. We don't see a lot of people being led by the Spirit today. We have 75% of the church don't even believe the Holy Spirit speaks to people today. I mean, really. So it's like, if they don't even believe that, they're not even going to be desiring that the Lord would even speak to them in prayer. Mm. And so for us to sit there and be like, you know what, we're going to place value on this relationship with God, we have to be real with ourselves. And we have to say, you know what, I'm going to hear from the Holy Spirit, even if it leads me into the wilderness. I'm going to go do this. Fantastic. I believe that. Well, we pray that this episode has encouraged you. It has uplifted you. Um, absolutely. I don't I don't even know where I was going. I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you uh, end with three people? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I, don't I have no idea. Trenton, I feel close. like the only way to end you with three people is like it. that old school harmonization thing where you're like, hello, hello, hello. But it's the goodbye version. Oh. Let's do it. All right. Goodbye. 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 Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com.